back into the original roundtable with Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. It's Disrupt the Media. It's brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use that code next round. Secure first deposit bonus of up to 10% right now. That is at mybookie.ag. So fresh in from Newark. So you go from Salt Lake City to Newark. Now you're getting ready to go to Starkville, man. You travel a lot, my friend. Dude, one, uh, the Wasatch Front, if you've never been to a game at Rice Cycles in Utah, which, by the way, Lance, those boys are good. I mean, Morgan Scally's defense, they are, they're dominant. Well, they got to be right now. Oh, and they are so banged up. I mean, it's 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 remarkable. It really is. Of their 44, I mean, they're, they're too deep. And I'm not including the kicker who's also hurt. They have missed up to 16 to 18 guys every single week, and they're still undefeated. Yeah. Including their star quarterback. I mean, you, you, you play, have you ever heard of something like that? No, your boy Wick can coach, and I forgot who the list was last week. It was like Saban Smart. Um, was Saban Smart? It might have been Ryan Day and maybe Dabo, but I, I think the other winningest coach over the last three or four years is Kyle Winningham. Man, it, it's remarkable. I mean, he's he's holding that thing together with, with spitting glue. Andy Lowe's a hell of an offensive coordinator. Morgan Scally is, uh, in my opinion, the most underrated. Uh, coordinator in all of college football, their defensive coordinator. And now he's a he's a Utah guy, so oh, is yeah. it one of those he's going to hang out until Whittingham so. decides? Yeah, yeah, I think that, so. I mean, I mean, that seems natural. He's been offered several head coaching jobs, and he's not leaving. Kyle Whittingham has had three NFL teams try and poach him, and he ain't leaving. Uh, but I'm a little worried about those dudes. We'll touch on that in a moment. Yeah, I, 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 so, so to your NFL stop on uh, on Sunday. Ooh. So yeah, red eye after UCLA, Utah, where Utah finds a way. To win without all those dudes out yet again. Take the red eye, which was delayed. How's a red eye delayed? First of all, right? I don't yeah. know. I've I've actually never been on a red eye. I don't travel like you do. Oh. I like being on my couch on a Saturday. Although I am going to my first game of the year this year, <laughs> right this down Saturday, the, right down the road. Don't have to be on the plane, man. Just go right down the road to Auburn, Georgia. Right there, yep. you go. Good job. That's gonna be. It. You're going to be in Starkville, which we'll get to that game in a minute. But I've got to ask you, man, like everybody's talking about Auburn, Georgia, and there's no way Auburn's quarterbacks are going to be able to manufacture anything against this Georgia defense. The Zach Wilson experiment, I was wrong. I was like, you got to stay in house, keep him there. There ain't nothing you can do. And look, and I don't know if there's a better option out there. There can't be a worse option, but I made the mistake of giving out the Jets plus two and a half. First, they can't beat the Patriots. Second, their quarterback uh, situation is complete shit. Well, here, here's the other part. When I'm doing a game, call me, right? Because I could I could have given you a little tip right there from the field. That, that dude, he's more concerned right now with his Danielson headband, right? Uh, Mr. Miyagi style than yep. anything else. I mean, it, it's behind the bench. Now, look, his teammates have, have still have his back, at least Garrett Wilson. You know, I, the TV cameras probably caught them going at it. That was firm encouragement from, from Garrett Wilson. It was not combative at all. And they went down the next drive and actually scored, but – Man, he holds the ball, LT. You ready for this? Of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, he holds the ball an average of 3.22 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, what is the Thank average, like two and a half seconds? Right. That's your yeah. average. I mean, 3.22. The offensive line ain't good, but they're not that bad. And you watch that game. He has guys open. He just doesn't see the field. He's He's, he's no bueno, man. And right on the broadcast, Steve Levy, Mike Tannenbaum, and I, Mike T actually said it might be time for Tim Boyle, the pride wow. of Eastern Kentucky. Well, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe they'll try. I don't know what, what your stock would be right now in, in Zach Wilson, but, you know, Simeon to get signed. And he, and, 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 and yeah. 
Wolf so of maybe, Wall Street. <laughs> maybe that is the move, man. I don't know, but it's a terrible quarterbacking situation. But yeah, so so you've got you've got Starkville coming up. That's such a good movie. By the way, Young Jack, who you haven't seen in a while, six, 16 years old now, he claims that Wolf of Wall Street is his favorite movie. He's seen it three times. Little man has seen that movie three times. Yeah, yeah. There's some scenes in there, Coach. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I, I had forgotten because I saw it originally when it came out at the theater. So I went back and watched it with him what and about, Jace. Oh, oh, about, what about the gag ball booger sugar scene with Leonardo DiCaprio? I mean, how, uh, how did he feel about that part? I, You know, there's just some parts where I get up and make a drink and I just don't speak and it's very <laughs> awkward. And uh, That's proper parenting right there. Yeah, man. I'll never. So, like, that that movie is, like, next level, but it's so good. I think it's got the most F-bombs in the history of oh. cinema. But I'll never forget, I was dating this chick in, like, eighth grade, and I went over to her house, and her dad was watching Revenge of the Nerds when they went on the panty raid, and they were going, Bush, Bush. And I was so uncomfortable. And now I'm watching Leo do coke out of a stripper's ass in front of my son. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't ask any questions about this. No, your dad has not been in that situation. Did he? Did he is the question. No, he did not ask any questions. Well, he's probably just in, in shock. Yeah, I was. I was, definitely. You Go back to when you were 16, and if you were watching that with your parents. Oh. I can't imagine. I really can't. I remember when Roland was like 15. You know, she's a a senior now, LT. That's crazy, right? Unbelievable, yeah. But, you know, when she was 15, we were watching some movie. It was a kissing scene, and she started calling the dogs every time, you know, there was a kissing scene in the movie. I can't imagine. That's like... That's not even JV. That's like freshman ball compared to what you put a little man through. I mean, yeah. that is next. No wonder he's watched it three times. Well, you know, it was more on, he's hey, not look. In the bathroom right afterwards. There's there's a way to to sell. Um, you know, Jordan Beffert probably is not the way to go. Um, but the guy could sell anything. Yeah, he could sell you that pen. He could sell you that pin. Hey, that is the original roundtable with ESPN's uh, Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor. Disrupt the media. Like and subscribe. It's brought to you by our friends at Urology Centers of Alabama. This means you're getting old, Ian. I was actually down there seeing my urologist. I've got a a urologist that I go to now. Yeah. It's only every six months. But uh, anyway, September Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. We get a 20. Have you been roto-rooted yet? Have I what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, uh, I got snipped. You're talking about snipped, right? Or are you oh, talking about colonoscopy? Colon- yeah, I got mine. I was about to bring that up. I got my first one a year and a half ago. I'm going this year. I you need to. Season. Already booked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 45 I, I, is at 45 is a new 50. September, by the way, which we're rolling out of, is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, Every 2.1 minutes, new case of prostate cancer is diagnosed in the U.S. Around the age of 40, you should get the PSA checked. Again, that's from our friends at Urology Centers of Alabama. So make sure you, yeah, you need to get I'm that. In, thing yeah, down. I might go over there and do it. So Alabama this weekend goes to Starkville. You'll be there on the sidelines for ESPN for that game. Um, you know, Jalen Milrow, I mean, I think he's going to end up being a good quarterback. I don't know what you I see know. out of Milrow. If, if he's going to get healthy and put up some numbers, it would be against his Mississippi State defense where people have been feasting this year. Yeah, I mean, you got Jed Johnson and everybody else, right? I mean, that's, that's about it. Uh, and I, I agree with you on Milrow. And, you know, I think you and I are in the minority, but I, I'll go back to Zalzair when Bryce Young got hurt, when Drew Sanders, you know, tore up his right shoulder with that AC joint against Arkansas. 
And Milro, and I was talking to Bill O'Brien, OC at the time. You always ask about the backup quarterback, right? He goes, look, does the playbook go from here to here? Yeah, it's every backup. But he's arguably the fastest guy on the team. He's got a big arm. He just has to not – he has to learn how – and it was, I thought it was a great way to phrase it. Make the layup throw. You know, the easy one. Take, take something off of it. Make that little layup throw. He can make the wild play, that, that high-flying slam dunk, right? But it's the little ones that just takes time and, and touch. And you're starting to see that a little bit as he gets more reps. So I, I, I think you and I, again, are in the minority – but I think Jalen Milrow is going to be just fine as the Alabama quarterback. That well, O-line's I mean, got to get better, bro. That yeah, O-line. the O-line's got to get better. It was a little better against Ole Miss. You know, they were they were toe-tag going into that game. I mean, I, I don't think everybody said they're going to lose that game, but I don't think there was a big expectation. But that damn defense, I mean, outside of the fourth quarter against Texas, they have been airtight. Yeah, I mean, look at Braswell, one of the more underrated guys. He's. I was talking to one NFC scout today. Because uh, I like to talk to about two or three scouts going into every game to see right, who should I have my eye on. We know about the Dallas Turners and the Kool-Aid, right? And those guys, you know, but who who else? And this one NFC scout said Braswell has gone from a sixth round type guy to a third round type guy like that. I mean, so guys like that getting more reps, they're, they're stepping their game up. We know about Dallas Turner. He's going to be a late first rounder. You know, but you're, to your point, LT, and, you know, this one particular scout agrees with you that this defense is getting better and better and better. And they're probably going to have – heck, I mean, where's my charts here, man? I mean, I've got – yeah, dude. I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of highlighted on the top of that thing, right? I mean, yeah. those are draftable players, and you're looking at – I got six here right now, and, and the scouts I've talked to from, from Alabama – uh, Terry on Arnold. I mean, that's a dude who's gone from a late round pick. He's now, I've been told, a, a mid third, early fourth round pick. I, I talked to him yesterday. You talk about fun. This dude, I love me some TA. Yeah, He's well, tell me about player. Terry on. Did you bring up Lane Kiffin? Because apparently Lane Kiffin was talking shit the entire game. And then the, after the game, and we know everything Kiffin does is calculated. He was like, Malachi was all over the field. He was like, Kool Aid was playing great. And he said that number. And what number is he? Three or eight? He was three. like, yeah, that number three kid was out there. Didn't yeah, even give was, him credit, and he knew exactly who he was talking about. Oh yeah, I mean, he, he's just messing with him. Uh, I, I don't know if he recruited him or what, but remember, last year wasn't exactly a pretty picture for TA against Ole Miss. This year, that pick he made was—I mean, he did a damn pirouette after he got it. So uh, he he got his revenge, and I think Lane knew it because he was jaw with him the entire time, and. You know, Lane was still having fun at the end, as he always does. But Arnold has, I mean, he, he's gone. That may be, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Are they, being Kool-Aid and, and Terry on Arnold, who he is, his mom is so frustrated, by the way, with people calling him Terran and, and and broadcasters getting his name wrong. So he actually started with that. It was, I mean, he was absolutely priceless. But are they, in your opinion, the best tandem of corners? that the SEC has right now. I think they're one of the best in college. Right oh, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. That the SEC has. Uh, yeah, yeah probably. Go the Rolodex right now, right? Yeah. Find me a better tandem. It's hard. No, they're you know, because Kool-Aid, they basically just don't even throw his way anymore. And so everybody tries to pick on Tarion, and it just hasn't worked this year. I mean, the guy, he's got great hips. I agree with you. I think he is moving up. Oh, on yeah. a lot of draft boards right now. Nick Saban, though, and I think maybe you brought this up last week or the week before, he seems a little different this year. It's not the same old Nick Saban. Look, he's getting older. I get that. But, you know, a lot of people try to dive into the head of Nick Saban and try to figure out, you know, the psychology. Is this going to be his final season? 
I kind of lean it is Ian. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. I know he wants to go out with a bang. I, I know it's hard to say. A guy's been doing it so long. I mean, sooner or later, he's going to have to shut it down. LT, I've been trying to get inside your head for 30 years, and that's been a, 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 don't that's do a it. challenging experience. I, I'm done trying to get inside folks' heads, man. You know, where is he going to go? Is he going to retire? Is he not? You know, uh, NBA players. Well, if Dane wants to go to my – I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, I'm not some kind of a shrink or clairvoyant. But I know this, and Rick Neuheisel brought this up a couple of times, that you're seeing Nick Saban do more interviews. Like going on a Thursday, which he never would do in the past, right, with the Pat McAfee show. I mean, uh, every uh, Thursday. I mean, you know this, just doing uh, – you you do a show in, in San Diego, but, I mean, having a weekly commitment is a big commitment. Yep. And that's, you know, you and I talking. We're, we're now talking about Nick Saban. Yeah, I mean, it's – you know, you, it's – it's something he's never done before, but I love the fact that a lot of people across the country going into that old Miss game had it written off Alabama because of the Texas loss. And then, you know, South Florida plays them tough. Uh, you're having to switch quarterbacks again. Oh, the dynasty's over. And I'm sitting there screaming, be careful. Don't, don't, don't write these guys off just yet. And, and Terry told me that. I mean, like, well, we heard a little bit of it. He, he's really not into social media and whatnot, but it got back to him and, and it, it drove him to, you know, watch a little bit of extra film. You know, put that extra lift in. Whatever it might be, he still draws on that, meaning Saban. I mean, he's the best, one of the best master motivators behind the scene that you're going to find in all of sports. So I would say, you know, if you want to go ahead and write this team off, even after last week where they were by far the, the superior and more physical football team against Ole Miss, and that's a good Ole Miss team, and then go right ahead if you want to, but you're going to be wrong because it ain't there – that, that dynasty is far from being over. I mean, meaning college football playoff contenders. Uh, they are still, until he says, I'm done, I will believe they are a college football playoff contender. But here's the kicker. Clemson just got eliminated, right? Done. They, they lose one more, and you look at their schedule, and it ain't easy, right? I mean, hey, man, it, it might be this weekend in Syracuse. Yeah, well, Clemson's already done. I'm talking about Bama, right? I mean, oh, okay, yeah. I yeah. think Clemson's already eliminated. They're, yeah, they're okay. finished. You know, but Bama loses one more. They are. They know that. So you're going to get their best effort every single week from here on out. It's the original roundtable. ESPN's uh, Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor. It is on Disrupt the Media. Make sure you like and subscribe. Tell your friends about it. It is brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. Do you give 110% all the time, Ian? No. Okay. Well, mybookie.ag is given 110%. I love that. Yeah, you you put in, let's say, $1,000, you're going to get $1,100 right there from mybookie.ag. Use that promo code next round to secure that from our friends at mybookie.ag. On the other side of Alabama, Mississippi State, it's been a weird season because Will Rogers seemed like the forgotten guy in this new offense, and then last week he throws for 458 against South Carolina. Now, we were talking to Matt Wyatt, who does color for Mississippi State, and he said, look, it was what the defense was giving him. You know, they, they were going to shut down Woody Marks, and they were going to make um, Will Rogers beat him through the air. And he had a great game. It was a back-and-forth game. Spencer yep. Rattler is starting to play like the Spencer Rattler we thought coming out of high school going to Oklahoma. Um, but what do you expect out of this offense moving forward for Mississippi State? Well, I understand the change, you know, that, that they had to make. Uh, now that, you know, the great Mike Leach is is, uh, is no longer with us, and, and we all miss him. I mean, he's just a, he was a damn national treasure. But that offense puts a – just a, a ton of burden on the defense. So I understand why they decided to make that change, you know, and, and become more of a, a somewhat traditional style offense. And 
I mean, Mississippi State fans, you got to be patient because it's not going to to click overnight. And I part of me feels for Will Rogers because he was tailor made for that air raid. Uh, and I'll, again, going back to that one NFC scout, I asked him about Will Rogers, and he said he's an undrafted free agent. You know, he'll be in a camp uh, as a camp arm, and then kind of like Gardner Minshew was, right? Gardner Minshew was a camp arm, and he's still in the damn NFL right now. You know, Cam Rising is, I was told last week, a sixth, seventh round type pick. And that, that, that's a dude who's led his team to back-to-back Rose Bowls. Right. Well, champion. So that's not a shot. I mean, it's hard to play that position, you know, at the highest level of ball. And so that's not a ding at Will Rogers. It's just that the arm doesn't have that kind of zip where he can make the throw to all three levels. You know it. I know it. Every NFL scout knows it. Uh, but he'll have a shot, you know, to, to, to make a team. Will Greer's in the league. So... I mean, if you're a cerebral quarterback and you can contribute in the room, even if it comes to film, and you'll, you'll be in street clothes, but you'll be ca- cashing a check. And that's a Will Rogers. He's a very cerebral quarterback. He may not have the arm strength, but he's going to get a look. I mean, he'll be in an NFL camp. It may, but it just may be as a UDFA. I uh, I knew Deion Sanders was going to be a big deal. I knew he was going to be a must-watch. I didn't realize the numbers would be where they are right now. I mean. Even in a beatdown defeat against Oregon, it was the number one game of the weekend over Ohio State and Notre Dame, which came down to a final play. Oh, over Bama and Ole Miss in the same time slot. Well, I had both on. And the only reason I had the Bama volume on was because I had some Bama fans there. But I was focused on Oregon because I had not only Oregon minus 21 and a half, I had Oregon team total over 46 and a half, which I got burnt because our man Dan Lanning took his damn foot off the pedal. Um, but even after that loss, I still think it's going to be the biggest uh, viewed game this weekend against SC. It's an 11 o'clock kick, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, but I still think it's going to be huge. LT, of the top seven most watched college football games so far, four of them are Colorado. Four. That includes the Rams, right, of Colorado right, yeah. State. That was a, as you mentioned, a chicken kicking, man. I mean, it was just an ass whipping at Austin, and people still watched. Uh, we had, you and I had this conversation three weeks ago, and I still believe it. There are, you can count on both hands, the number of athletic directors that would not fire their head coach at the end of this year to make a hard run at Deion Sanders. Yeah, That's, and look, and I want 30 plus, there's only about 10 that would keep their guy. Yeah, and here's the interesting thing. Now that Mel Tucker looks like he's officially out at Michigan State, you know, that's a big job. I I don't know how good the job is. You've been to East Lansing, but obviously they were willing to pay him $95 million over 10 years. It's in the Big Ten, a premium conference. Um, If Michigan State came after Dion, I don't think he would leave after one year. He's not. Yeah. One, uh, you mentioned, I've been to East Lansing. I love it, right? I mean, it, obviously the ties with my daughter Rowan and Mark D'Antonio and all that stuff. And if you don't know the story, just go Google Rowan Fitzsimmons and Mark D'Antonio, and you better have a tissue because it's a damn good one. Uh, but, man, it's cold, bro. I mean, there's not a lot going on. And in Boulder, it's kind of cool, meaning swag cool, and you got Denver right down the street, right? So it, that, that's more Dion than East Lansing, if that makes any sense. Well, it does. We had our buddy Charles Barkley on the show earlier today, and he said, look, man, if Dion gets one of these warm weather jobs, well, watch out because oh, yeah. he is going to slay it in college football. So I would assume that's – and I don't think he would do that to Colorado unless it was one of those 10 jobs you're talking about. I think he would at least stay there another year to continue to at least build out 
and what he's done for that Buff program. Hold on. You got uh, me backwards. I'm saying 10 jobs that – I'm saying there's 120 that would fire their head coach. Oh, no, I know that. But I'm saying yeah. if one of those the, – the, the 10 that wouldn't, those are the premier jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I'm saying I think Dion would take one of those. Oh, but yeah. I do think in a couple of years, I mean, he's going to have so many opportunities. And this came up. And look, I mean, Billy Napier's got a very winnable game against Kentucky. But if something went sideways over the next couple of years with Dion and whatever that feud between Florida State and Dion is, if you're Florida, would you offer him that job if it was ever open? One, I was going to say, because I think, I mean, what Billy Napier's doing right now, I mean, he's building something. Yeah, yeah like, look, and if he wins again, I mean, he's going to be close to the top 15 if he wins this weekend. Even if he loses. I mean, if he's 500 this year, man, I think Scott Strickland, if I'm, if I'm Scotty Strickland, I'm, I'm being patient. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing to my big boosters, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas and Mike Norvell at Florida State. Look, give him year three because he's building it. And it ain't easy because that cupboard was so bare, man. It was like stale mayonnaise and, and, a, and a thing of black pepper in that cupboard. And that was about it. I mean, it wasn't a lot of substance that was left for, for Napier and that coaching staff. And, but they're, they're, they're busting their butts. And, you know, so I don't think that would be available. Uh, is my point coming up after this season? No, I, but I, if it you know, was, would you would you have the balls if you were Florida to go after a Florida absolutely. State guy? Yeah, yes. I would too. Yes, but it ain't. But yeah, to answer your question, in that hypothetical world we're living in, where I'm dating Cinderella and Ariel at the same time, yeah, sure. I'm a hypothetical guy. Nick Saban hates them. I love them. Most coaches hate hypotheticals. I absolutely love them. Jasmine uh, or Ariel. Uh, Ariel is the redhead, right? Yeah, Tanner. Yeah, I've seen a unicorn. You know, so I took Leighton uh, when she was like three or four to Disney on Ice. And I, there you go. You popped off for a sec. You back? I took, took Leighton to Disney on Ice when she was like three or four. And they had the real life uh, Disney characters in the aerial. Dark skin, redhead. Stronger. Yeah. Stronger than who wrote. <laughs> was, was pretty strong. Um <laughs> Where are you this weekend, though? USC. Everybody's talking about this defense is awful again. Look, they didn't play good against Arizona State. I stayed up way too late on Saturday night watching them find a way to win by 14 against a bad Arizona State team. I mean, Alex Grinch, he's got players there. I just – I don't know what's going on. They're in position to make the tackles. They just don't make the tackles. make them. I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, you know, not having as much contact as others do. Maybe they just do thud. And most teams just thud now. There's not a lot of, of taking to the ground anymore in, in, in practice, even in college football, much less a national football league. I, look, man, I, I, I don't have an answer for you, LT. I mean, he was sensational at Washington State. He was awesome at Ohio State. And for some reason, since he's even been at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley and at SC, it just hadn't been there. I, I, I don't understand why. But to your point, the scheme is there. You've got guys in position. They're just not making a play. So I don't have an answer for you, but I do know this. 9 a.m. is 9 a.m., man. That's a 9 a.m. kick, right? Isn't that, no, 10 a.m. Yeah. No, it's 10 a.m. Mountain Time, but for USC yeah, fans and for those kids. USC. Damn, dude. I mean, is the coffee kicked in? Have you have you, have you you been able to tell oh. you know, I mean, do your, your things you need to do right before you even just walk out the house? 9 a.m. to play a football game? Hey, I remember 2020 was so Damn. weird. And, and were you even traveling 2020? No. Well, yeah, yeah, no, hold on. I had to do regional TV. Yeah, they put this ugly mug, not a ratings grabber, on television. And I had to go, like, do – I did Baylor games, Texas Tech, Texas, Oklahoma. I went to Ruston, did a lot of Tech game. I mean, it was 
anywhere you could drive that that you couldn't fly. So eventually, I did travel. Yes. Well, you remember Pac-12 had the really abbreviated schedule, and, yeah. and USC ended up going undefeated, and then they lost to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. They weren't really good that year at all. I mean, they were okay. And the thing I remember about that is one of the first, if not the first games of the season, was a 9 a.m. local kick in the Coliseum against Arizona State. And you can imagine there was about 10,000 people there. It was just an awful atmosphere. I hate mornings. I don't know how you are. I get up early, but I hate it. I like the night so how much better. How long have you known me? A long time, yeah. Do you think I like mornings? No. Thank you. Yeah, you've done mornings, though. We've all done morning radio. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, I mean, no. no hey, I, but you're going complete opposite. You're doing people are bitching and complaining about this 8 p.m. start time for Alabama Mississippi State, which I I'm, I'm excited about. Okay, well, I'm excited about it because I'm going down to the plains to check out Georgia and, and Auburn. Right after that, I'm getting in the car, driving straight back, and I should be able to get back on the couch before kick. But you're one of these that is not a fan of the eight o'clock. Okay, you're fo you're focused now on your focus group of one, right? Right. It, that's, you know, hey, it's all about LT in that in that perfect scenario. You're enjoying this. In my focus group of one, this sucks. This is brutal. Are you staying in Birmingham after the game? No, I'm going to stay in Tuscaloosa at Tripp's place. Our buddy Tripp Rogers, my, my old co-owner of the Industry Irish Pub, went to Georgetown Prep with him, went to Bama with him. You know, and he's turned into, he and Purdy have turned industry into it, just a juggernaut. Yeah. But I'm just going to, I'm staying in Birmingham. I'm, I'm going to stay in Tuscaloosa. Uh, we got coaches meetings on Friday morning, and then I'm just going to hang and, and I'm going to drive over probably around you know 10 a.m. on Saturday, get over to Starkville around 12, 1230, go crush some little Dewey's, take a quick nap, head to the stadium around four. And then at eight o'clock kick, dude, we won't be done with the broadcast until midnight. And then my pasty butt is going to load up the family truckster and drive back to Tuscaloosa. I'll get back, what, around 3 a.m. in the morning. I mean, I was praying for a 2.30 kick. I was hoping it'd be an 11 a.m. kick. Oh, you're going to get back just in time for the after-hours party at Tripp, So <laughs> I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't I blame mean, you. That, that's debauchery. I, I, I'm too old for that. He's our age. Hey, one, I know he is. Wonder the if alarm clock back in the day of the round table? The alarm clock? You don't remember that story? No. Oh, he's going to kill us, but to hell with it. Well, let's tell it, right? So, oh, yeah. this, Statute this, of limitations passed on that. This is 14 years ago, roughly? It was 09, Yeah, 15, right? 15, uh, 08. 08, all right. So I'm going up to cover an Alabama basketball game, and I stay at Tripp's place, but you and I are on the air at 10 a.m. So I tell Tripp, look, man, I got to be up around 7. You know, I'm going to set the alarm, but I'm, I'm not a morning guy. Going back to our earlier conversation, you got to make sure I get up, man. I, I got to be back with LT in Birmingham because I got you. The alarm had this rhythmic sound to it. And for some reason, it was like a drum against my wall, right? And you don't remember this? <laughs> I do now, yeah. All right? And then you're asking me very interesting questions like, did you happen to see the alarm? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I did. What, what shade? Like, I mean, it had <laughs> hair, right? Like, I'd say brunettish, right? And how how tall is the? <laughs> you, you oh, I remember all, now. I mean, and Trip is like building the new Innisfree, which has now been there obviously forever, and he's and he's his phone's blowing up, right? He's in this deep sweat, <laughs> like. But that was my alarm clock right there. Yeah. Very rhythmic beat to hey, it. I mean, hey, but you know what? Interesting. You 
you got up. Uh, I had to move out of a, uh, I had to relocate out of a hotel because of that alarm clock one time. Yeah. I mean, it, look, it, it'll wake you up. It, it's, not, it, it's, it's efficient. It works. Yeah. It's undefeated. Uh, it is undefeated. The original round table with Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. I'm Lance yeah. Taylor. Like, subscribe. It is Disrupt the Media. Uh, it's brought to you by Urology Centers of Alabama. Again, September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Ian was talking about he's going in. Uh, he's going to get, uh, what do you call it? roto rooter roto rooter It's not as bad as you think. I not as bad as you think. I heard the post-nap is amazing. It's amazing. The problem is the prepping for it. Yeah. The day like, before go, is awful. I'm, right now I'm around 215. I'm a little sloppy. Uh, it's football season, right? So... I hear you lose about six pounds. Oh, I, I look just just for the uh, for shits and giggles. Uh, literally, I decided to keep up twenty nine times in one day. It was awful. Yeah, and it it hits all at once. Like you you fuel up on that barium or whatever it is. Are you kidding me? No, I swear you start at like ten or eleven in the morning, and then like three or four is when it starts, and it does not stop until you get to get into bed. And once you get into bed, it's done. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, the body, man. One Crazy. Nine? 29. Might have been the age of that alarm clock. But anyway, go ahead. Our friends at UCA, 35 urologists on hand, 16 locations across Alabama. Check them out today. Remember, around the age of 40, you need to get that PSA checked. Every 2.1 minutes, new case of prostate cancer is diagnosed in the United States. Uh, anything else? Anything on your mind? Man, all right, we mentioned to start. Friday night tilt, right? And every now and then, there's a few lines out there every week that Vegas just kind of goes, let's come take a little nibble here and we'll take your money. And they went about, what would you say, LT, about seven out of 10 of those? Roughly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say 65 to 70%. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they just kind of dangle it out there. Oregon State loses to a good Washington State team. In Pullman. Cam Ward, you know, I mean. Hey, see that? Look, the, the Palouse. I love it, man. Hey, Pat Shun, hell of an athletic director. Hang on to him, Washington State, because Ohio State may come calling. But well, anyway. you know, Washington State might end up being a good spot just based on this, because we were talking about Jonathan Smith and, you know, the inability to pay him maybe now that the Pac-12 is dissolved. And I'll let you get to your point. But for whatever reason, if this 6-6 six and six goes forward, Washington State and Oregon State could be the two that rotate winning the Mountain West every single year Good. and ultimately be those teams in the playoff. Good. Yeah, that's a great point, man. Or the five and seven, even. I mean, still, you, you're, you're going to be right there. Yeah, well, it's going to be five and seven. Yeah, let me take yeah. that back. Yeah. But, any, but anyway, look, Oregon State, after losing that game, and Utah finding a way again with all those injuries to beat a top 25 team and one of the Darlings, right? And a certain freshman quarterback out of UCLA just got, he didn't know what the hell hit him. Dante had no clue what the hell hit him. I thought that was going to be a problem for him. And, oh, last freshman quarterback to go in at Utah and win was Justin Herbert. <laughs> I mean, so, oh, wow. I mean, that's crazy, right? Now, they're a road dog, LT. And Utah plays so well on the road. and But a road dog? That scares me for my boy Kyle Whittingham in the year. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Yeah, Oregon State's so well coached. Great offensive line. Damian Martinez running the football. Look, DJ hasn't played great this year. If he just limits his mistakes, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough to ask a freshman to go on the road. Um, again, I think that quarterback's gonna be good. He's obviously a dynamic guy, but loose with the football last week. Three fumbles, lost two of those. Um, Cam Rising's playing. I feel great about Utah. To me, this game's coin flip. Yeah, and Nate Johnson, I mean, as, I mean, he's got him to an undefeated season. You know? Yeah. 
the, the, the arm in there, but he's, I mean, he beat you with his legs, man. But all right, let me let me rattle these off for you real quick. We, we touched on Oregon State. I, I, that's one I'm staying away because I, I can't bet against my, you know, Kyle and the boys. But it sounds like you like you like Oregon State. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I'm kind of right. torn on that game right now. I will not give an official play yet. Just give me a lean on these, right? Okay. Wegman out for Texas A&M, still favored by six. Arkansas, neutral site, big game at, at Jerry World. It's always a weird game. A&M kind of owns this series, though. And I'll tell you, I, I backed A&M last week. And when Wegman went Good down, play. I was like, oh, shit, dude, I am done. And then Max Johnson Johnson's came in. Dallas, yeah. He was, yeah. he was great. And, look, he's got a lot of experience. Two years at LSU, now two years at A&M. Um, I like A&M here. I still don't think A&M has played a full four quarters. Another interesting line. Kentucky, minus one against Florida. Quick lean. Yeah, Kentucky's the better team, but Graham Mertz is completing like 78% of his passes. They can run the football. This is going to be a disgusting game to watch. I'm going to lean Kentucky, but I don't love it. I know. we got plays coming out. Lance'slock.com. Yeah. Go check it out. You know, subscribe and get it in there. USC, I mean, dude, 21 at 9 a.m., that's a big number. But I, I'm staying as far. I wouldn't bet this with your money. I, I agree. Uh, our friend Clay Travis was on earlier this week. He said he's already played Colorado. Colorado's not going to be able to stop him. And I think Colorado. Wait, Colorado? Will... Yeah. So that tells you, okay. see. Yeah. I stay go. away from 11 o'clock games. Typically, I did back AM last week. I got away with it. Um, I'm staying away from this one as well. I think USC will score at will. Now, I just don't know if Colorado's that offensive line is awful and oh. it's getting worse each and every week against better talent. And USC can get after the quarterback. Here's interesting. Did you see that video that Oregon released? Oh, they yeah. Had all the Colorado players talking so much noise. You know, somebody called the police. We're about to murder these ducks. I mean, all, all you, and then, then you can talk only that talk that if you're how more talented. Embarrassing. Yeah, how it's terrible. Humiliating is that to get housed after talking that much noise? Terrible. And Oregon didn't say a damn word. I mean, that, that's 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 so much better. I mean, that's that's remarkable. All right, last one quickly. Duke only five and a half. Uh, back in the summer, I told Dunaway Duke would win this game outright. He didn't Ooh, believe me. I like it. Well, I mean, you go back last year, and you know, Mike Elko, dude, is an unbelievable coach. Nine and four, four one possession losses, three of those by three or less. They were really close last year. They're much better this year. You saw what they did to Clemson. They're only giving up uh, eight point eight points per game. I think they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's coming off such an emotional loss to Ohio State. I think Duke's yep. sitting there ready. College games days in Durham for the first time ever. I think Duke plays a hell of a game. I like Duke. And if I'm Mike Elko, Michigan State's going to come with about 90 mil. Dude, you're building Camelot there. Sometimes the, the, you know, the, the, the grass ain't greener on another pasture. I would not go anywhere if I'm Mike Elko. He's a rock star right now. He is Ian Fitzsimmons, the original roundtable. Disrupt the media. Like and subscribe. Brought to you by MyBookie, where they're giving 110% this week. Put in that promo code next round. Make sure you secure that bonus from our friends at MyBookie.ag. Safe travels. I will see you in mere hours, and yeah, we'll get after it. Man, right? Yeah, come on. We'll start the weekend. That's Ian Fitzsimmons on the uh, this week's edition of the original roundtable.